Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. The show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous. And the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Welcome to episode 456 of Lave Radio, the show about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Psychic, also known as Claggard, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder bar for this episode are our SRV Banksy, Alec Turner, Neville, Phillips, Webb, Asaya, Crown, Garden, Neville, Phillips, <laughs> Webb, Asaya, Crown, Garden. Neville. Oh, wait, sorry. I've, I've just gone into a relapse. That Hello, everyone. Me, that took me far too long. That was last week. It is out of my mind now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's funny being compartmentalised. That's so funny. Um, we have our Head of Health and Safety, Commander Elevite, otherwise known as Ben B- Boss Woodward. <laughs> that's your full name now. <laughs> ben, ben Boss Woodward. Oh, yeah, that's that. his name. Edward yeah, Woodward. Woodward, Woodward. We also have doing double duty because I forced him to, as usual, um, is the beautiful, wonderful Chris Mark Four. Ahoy. Ahoy hoy. Um, we don't have a Colin. We're supposed to have a Colin. We're supposed to have a Colin back this week. Unfortunately, Colin has had a minor incident. <laughs> He's fine, but he can't he can't come to the um come to the microphone right now. So unfortunately, you've got the chaotic gremlins um here doing doing shenanigans he's he's he i say he's fine he's okay we, we we're sending you a love colin and we we will see you we will see you when we see you um recover swiftly you nonsense human we didn't burn him <laughs> why, why would i burn colin <laughs> it'll buff out it's fine um <laughs> If you wish, you can join us live. We are hanging out in game, um, in in open. I be- I looks like Chris is just sitting down at the bar at Lave Station. Am I, am I accurate in saying? That? I have just docked now, and I'm on my way to the bar. And Ben appears to be fasting around on a planet somewhere. Is that right? Oh, I, I was assuming that Chris is still trying to get his serious thing. So I'm actually over at Cormac Cobb still. 
Oh, I need to know whether that's an actual thing in a moment. Well, we will find out shortly. Um, if you can't get in game, you can also join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live and clicking on live chat and via twitch.tv slash laveradio. We're also available on other social media platforms, but you know, you know where to find us by now. So yay, hey, hey. Hi folks, how has your week been? Let's start with the Chris Mop 4. Hello. Um yeah, I've had I'm I'm having one of those really busy sort of manic weeks uh, though I did have a lot of fun on Friday night we had a fundraiser for the sort of media charity that I, I volunteer for uh, that runs Black Diamond FM where I can be heard on uh-huh. Sundays between 12 and 2 uh, and uh, we had I'm so proud of you right now <laughs> so we did um, we did a little fundraiser and um, you know you, you know these sort of race nights where they'll show DVD footage of uh, horse races where mm-hmm. they've taken the names out and then you, you can sort of put little bits on and then the, the charity takes some of the, the pool money away from them at the at the end. Well, we we do one with a slight difference, which is we do pig racing. Amazing. Uh, this is where they get little battery-operated toy pigs and race them along a little track. And we bet on those. <laughs> um, it is just a ridiculous amount of fun. And uh, managed to raise um, £400 for the charity, which is a great little amount for us to use. Um, so yeah, no, it was a, it was a really good night uh, going off and uh, and doing that. So that was that was most of that. Saturday was spent recovering. Um, Sunday was the usual sort of radio stuff, and then going out and enjoying this lovely weather that we've had, which I wasn't expecting. Um, no. This is this is meant to be autumn now. It's a meteorological it's autumn. Season. It's spooky season. Why am, I, why am I so warm? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you're going to need to really, really ventilate your pumpkins this year. They're going to be roasted uh, on, on the front porch. Is um, that a euphemism? <laughs> I mean, every. I mean, it is now. <laughs> Are your pumpkins roasted? <laughs> take it down, take it down. <laughs> Make a note. Make a note. Oh, dear. Uh no. Um so yeah, um yeah, really, really warm at the moment. In game last week, everyone who was watching the stream was watching me fly between about three or four different stations uh, close to the Sirius system in order to obtain a permit that was not happening. Uh I have news, and that news oh. is that <laughs> I now have a Sirius hey. permit. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Basically, next time I logged in on game, I was sitting in a station and I had I had a mission invite going, hey, just hit this button and you get a permit, mate. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, that was it. That was it. And then uh, and then I when I flew into the next system, it was like, and you can have the engineer as well, but first you've got to fly <laughs> blimmin' miles away and deliver this data. Um, so, yeah, I, I now have access to the engineer who I now need to deliver something to. I can't remember. Dishwashers or something. And, probably dishwashers. That's uh, probably right. dishwashers, yeah. Um, to, and then I've got an engineer unlocked who I don't really want for anything. I simply want them so I can unlock the one I do want. So after all of that, <laughs> that is my uh, that has been my little in-game uh, experience this week. Amazing. Cool. Well, congratulations on getting your serious permit and catching up with the rest of us. Um, <laughs> that was so backhanded. I'm, um, I'm, I'm so proud of myself for that. <laughs> ben, how's your week been? 
Um, my week's been spent mainly in the fantasy land. Amazing. Faroon is um, an excellent place to spend your week. It is. Uh, and as I was saying in the pre-show, I may or may not have se- had sex yet. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Things happened. Look, we don't know what. Look, it doesn't It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you romance in the beautiful fantasy game. Um, it just matters that you're having fun. I, and I'm having a lot of fun. Um, Good. And yeah, I'm only like 70 odd hours in or whatever now. And, Incredible. Uh, I, I did break somebody out of prison. That was fun. That is fun. I know yeah. I know exactly who it is that you're talking about. Yeah. Um and I was just I was just sneaking in and sneaking out. I loved it. It was a proper like right, you lot just stay there, hold my beer, and I'll see you in a what bit. What about what about the space games, Ben? Have you been playing any space games? This I've week? been playing I've been playing zero space games. Amazing. <laughs> I've played That's yeah, fair. I've I've had you know no yeah, no space game of any sort. Um, it's it's the only things I've played. Of, not even Christ. I've not even played any RimWorld. Um, it's it's literally been. It's um, a bit well, moreish, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's been Baldur's Gate and a couple of hours of Minecraft. Wild. Yeah. Wow. Oh, and Roblox, but that, I don't count that. That's uh that's an obligation rather than playing. Fair. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. Cool. So fun week then. <laughs> I've had a lot of fun, just very little spacey things. That's fair. That's not a problem. Um, Alec, how are you doing, mate? How's your week been? Right, I'm hot. Mm-hmm. I, uh, in some radical news, or what passes for radical news in this day and age, I have played neither Baldur's Gate nor Starfield. Uh, I have instead been playing some old game called Elite Dangerous, which is quite good. Don't know if you've heard of it. I'm vaguely aware, uh, vaguely aware. Uh, what I do in real life, I I've been out for I've been out to garden centres a lot. It seems the last weekend, mostly to eat either very nice lunches or or big slap up breakfasts, and then not buy any plants or anything. Yeah. That, that's the, the way that garden garden centres yeah. should be treated. Can you explain this to me because I I have noticed garden right. centres always seem to have nice restaurants attached. Yeah. To them. Yeah. Why? How? Because because it's it's an because they t- a lot of garden centres will tend to be um, uh, pretty proud of the way that they look, and it can be like a venture out to be amongst plant life and all of that sort of stuff. But also, it's a good place for um, people who are of a certain age. My, I'm including myself in that age. I should let you know right now. Um, I mean, it's a good family outing. The kids can yeah. run around a bit, and adults can pretend to browse and buy stuff. And really, you're just going to have a slap out breakfast and. But yeah, and, and, get some and, tea or something. Yeah, well, a lot of them, a lot of them, oh, a lot of them will allow dogs as well. That's a, a big thing for That's me. It's like, like you can take your dog. You you you're not too worried about going there and not being able to take your dog and that kind of thing. Um, we we've taken Artie to a couple of garden centres near ours and had something to eat there. It's 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 a, it's, a, it's it's an adult thing to do. Apparently, you get to a certain age and rather yeah. than go to a pub, you go to a garden centre. In, in, in fact, we're, we're not dog owners, but the um one of the garden centres we go to has, has started this puppy pound thing. So they have this little sort of fenced in area and people are invited to bring their puppies along and uh, oh, oh my god it is so adorable we always me and my son always have to go and swing past the puppy <laughs> pound and see what's going on there it's great uh in game uh, as people might have gathered from my intro i've been going round and round pareco um and then i had a mental breakdown and decided i either well no i decided i was either going to have a mental breakdown or i needed to step away from pareco so i 
and made a conscious effort to walk away. I've walked Amazing. Away from, walked away from, I mean, I think my, pro- probably my first ever walking away from a buckyball race deliberately well before the end and just thinking, I'm going to go insane if I do this anymore. <clears throat> and I have paid the price and I'm in the one point club, but what? at least I have my sanity. What price for sanity? Oh, yes. And I've been tinkering with ED Copilot a lot more. And I've created my first proper SRV time trial, which was a lot of fun. And um, it was really fun just doing all the instructions for each of the waypoints and then testing it and then, you know, shifting the waypoint so it it, it drives nicely. So uh, time trial should be coming out for full release soon with a bit of luck so that sounds really fun sounds like something I need oh, to get it, I, we'll come on to it but i've made a video about it as well because i liked it so much oh fantastic cool cool awesome uh what have i been up to um i've been playing an awful lot of video games and not doing a huge amount else we were supposed to be going to um this um this dog show in bristol on um on saturday but um i had um lots of um problems with my physicality that um fucked it for us so we didn't go and i was really gutted and it was really really sad um but on on sunday this is time away from the computer on sunday we um we went to a pub and had a pub lunch and this pub as like you were saying about little puppy um puppy pound garden um thing for uh uh for puppies this pub had a specific fenced off area for dogs to play um to play in and there's a sign on the outside of this place that says this is this is a dog um a dog friendly play area please keep your children on a leash and i fucking love that (laughs) so yeah it really felt like my place the food was amazing and it it kind of it certainly made up for not being able to do what we did on uh what we were planning on doing on saturdays but so hopefully next year we'll be able to go to the um we'll be able to go to the dog show in bristol which um i'm glad that we didn't go to because Artie would definitely have won waggiest tail which was what we were going to enter him for um, so um in game i've been doing buckyball um that's all i've been doing in elite that's all 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 i've been doing in elite um outside um outside of other games i've obviously been playing in Faerun because that's what i do um but other games that i've been playing include but are not limited to no man's sky and actually include and are limited to no man's sky and uh, a new game that was being incredibly hyped up and 20 years in the making starfield Ta-da! which uh, which yeah it's all right <laughs> <laughs> that's my review yeah it's all right it's I'll, right, I'll have questions for that if we ever get round to it. We can get round to it. We can certainly get round to it. Um, maybe we'll, maybe we'll tag it on somewhere. Um, not right now, but um, like a comprehensive. If you want a comprehensive review, review after the eight hours that I've played in it, I can give you one. Have you only done eight? Apparently, it only gets good when you've done twelve. Yeah, only gets good when you've done twelve. Great. Let me invest <laughs> those twelve hours into it. No, I, I tell you what, I didn't enjoy it on Friday. I played it on Friday for the first time, and I wasn't enjoying it because I have been spoiled with fantastic, fantastic voice acting, fantastic animations where the characters aren't just deadpan looking straight at you, and all of that kind of beautiful stuff in other RPGs that have been released that I absolutely adore and i have been spoiled by these amazing performances and everything in starfield felt flat 
Wacky. Interesting. And then on Monday, I met a character whose voice sounded kind of hot. So now in I'm invested. <laughs> yeah, in I'm Starfield. Seeing, I'm seeing a theme with your RPG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a pattern. There's a pattern. There's a, there's a pattern. It's, that, it's the Garrus effect from Mass Effect. It's it's that thing. If if it, if they're not a pale pale and um, a pale elf, they 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 kind of yeah no it it it. I was like okay, so I found one character whose story I am vaguely invested in, and I think I might be able to flirt with. Also, um, coupled with the fact that um he the the voice actor for them on Twitter was talking about how they're bi um how they were bisexual because some oh, is that um it's, it's yeah 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 um. Yes. So he, the voice actor was saying on Twitter about them being, them being bisexual when someone was like kicking off with the fact that their male character had the option to flirt, had the option. You don't have to accept that. And then like pro- um, projecting that this character was actually straight. And he retweeted saying, actually, I played Sam as bisexual. And um, that warmed my queer heart to no end. So um, now I have to try and romance this car- character in Starfield. And that is the only reason I'm playing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um um, no man, no man's sky. There's a new exp- expedition out, um, and that is very, very scan heavy. So um, yeah, there's lots to do in space games at the moment, which is nice. I didn't um, realise there was a new ex- expedition yeah, out, it, and uh... it's there's six weeks left of it. It's a, it's a, oh. it's a long. They, I was going to say it's a long one, but I know what you guys are like. Um, it's a it's a longer expedition. Um, there's there's a lot of it's it's got to focus on um, on exploration. So um, there's quite a lot of scan this many things or yeah. find a creature which has this level of aggression or can can survive in this low temperature. So there's a lot of like dotting around and trying to find bits, but. I've been I'd like played played a good four hours of it, four four and a bit hours of it today and really enjoyed it. So um and that's why that's why I play No Man's Sky is for the directed for these expeditions. My mm. my main save just like lingers. So um there's that. But those are those are the things that I've been doing this week. I'm aware that I have um rambled a lot. I'm very, very warm. Shall let let's let's move on to our development news. Um, what have the devs said this week? The only things that the devs have said this week is that they cancelled Frameshift Live, um, which gave us nothing, which gave us a bit of pause because we were real looking forward to talking about it this week. Um, but um, they've got, they had, there's, there's illnesses. I think they just come back from uh, Games Gamescom. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. were feeling rough after ECM, and they went to straight from ECM to Germany for Gamescom. So I had to have a week off after out. ECM, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel it. I feel it entirely. So, um, yeah, that must it would that would have killed me. Holy crap! Um, yeah. So, um, hopefully, we'll get a, we'll get a um, a confirmation of if at all they're going to do it, or they're just going to make a more sort of bumper show on the next one. Um, I don't know when the next one is supposed to happen. Oh, there was a timetable somewhere, wasn't there? They why. they did it on this schedule. I'll try and I'll try and find it. It's going um, to be like the thing with trains when they they never cancel the eight forty, but the eight ten ends up leaving at eight forty, and then you all kind of go, "Hang on a minute, <laughs> you you've cancelled so the train it, and not." So it says that the next stream's in nine days. So I should imagine. I should that. imagine just that there's not good, you know they're just going to drop it, and that's fair enough. If people are ill, people are ill. What can you do? Um, so yeah, don't have a lot of dev news to talk about this week, unfortunately, but we do have some community news. So smooth, such a smooth segue. Um, I'm glad that I pointed it out so it didn't look 
it didn't look forced. Um, Slick, what, what is so, the community news this week? Well, <laughs> pray tell. Pray tell. <laughs> we, we have, um, like, there's been some cracking stuff come out this week. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, we have, we've got Spectre Elite's The Complete Story of Elite Dangerous video. Has anyone else seen this? I'm only about halfway through it. I've watched a half bit an hour, of but... it. I've, yeah, I've watched a little bit of it, but... Um, I, I've seen people's reactions to it being, oh, my God, this is really cool. Yeah, it's um, nice. It's a half hour, really in-depth, uh, quite fast-paced, but really nicely written. I think he only stumbles over his words once in the entire half hour, which is pretty damn impressive. Um, recap of most of Elite Dangerous's history, in-game history. Um, it's good. It's detailed. It's. I, I, I guess I'd be curious on someone like Wotherspoon's take. It seems good to me. Uh, the only thing I did notice is there was a very brief mention of the Claxian Eresrian split. So some unofficial law has sort of crept into it a bit, but he barely touches on that. So okay. I, I'm, I'm guessing most of it's pretty solid. It's, yeah. It's, it's a good listen anyway. Cool. Cool. Well, we'll, we'll I'll keep, keep an eye out for that. I will, I'll, I'll watch a bit more of that when I... When I get, a, get an opportunity. Actually, um, you could. If people sort of, I don't know, I tend to rip this stuff and stick it on my iPad. Um, the visuals are nice, but they're, they're completely non-essential. So you could just listen to this one. You don't need to watch. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Ones that you do need to watch, however, um, Protocop has re- released another video, um, which is Travelling, I Forget How to Breathe. It is absolutely beautiful. It's a, I am in love with this guy's work. It's so um, it's so different in comparison to everything else. Yeah, that, he's got um, his, that got is his own style. I I really like if people watch these, particularly. Um, I did love this one. I I I confess I had a slight thing of thinking um, that he has this lovely transition effect where everything sort of bleeds out and then mm-hmm. fades in and fades out, and it and it's really lovely. And I've not seen anyone else do it. And he uses it on everything. And I don't blame him. I would too, because it looks fantastic. But this is like the third or fourth video using that style. But actually, I really recommend people um, read the video descriptions because he goes into a lot of detail on what he's tried to do new. And it it made me rewatch it because actually he's tried all sorts of things in this, which I'd sort of missed. Yeah, there's some some really, really, really cool things in this one. Um, Yeah. uh, extra extra bits and pieces and i was really um i was really fascinated by the the decisions that he'd made from like someone who i I really enjoy using like um the the editing process like uh, editing software the same editing software that he uses clearly um but i really enjoy like playing with those effects but i've never been able to really use them to a um to a decent effect do you know what i mean i've I've never been able to um apply them in the way that um that he does yeah so it, it just it, it, seems really it seems like the way he's got it he's got it he's so he's perfected the technique and i'm jealous basically <laughs> it's interesting isn't it that there's because i tinker with making videos but not very much and I, I i think there's two ways of doing these sort of things you know you you can either really know your tool sets and your tools and be really skilled and knowledgeable about what they can do or you can sort of find maybe hacks or unconventional yeah. work around to achieve 
things that could probably be done a lot easier but you know you sort of you've got the end result in mind what you want to achieve and how can he mentions sort of using i think vr or something to get a a shot of a hand held up yeah. in front of his face and that's really interesting you know it's a sort of creative way of picturing what you want to achieve and then thinking about how you can get that shot yes yeah, good stuff isn't it very good stuff very very good stuff um alec you've done a, a full demonstration <laughs> yeah i have um yeah so ed copilot it, it can do lots of things um so i might make some other videos but i really i'm really excited about this time trial feature i i'm i can't lie <laughs> and so i i'm trying to i wanted to promote it um so what i so i made a video basically i deliberately went a few jumps away so and then i open up the interface and i share a time trial list and i pick one i want to do and it plots me a route and then it tells me as i'm flying there it tells me about um fuel scooping and how many jumps i've got left and all that sort of stuff um and then it guides me to the planet and then it guides me down to the surface and then it instructs me how to get to the start line and then and i just wanted to get all of that in um in one nice reasonable reasonably short video to demonstrate it and and sell it because i think when you see it and you see how sort of slick it all is it, it, it really sells it it's really good um the only the only thing with sort of doing a whole sequence like that you know videoing an entire 10 minute sequence is you're desperately hoping you don't screw up so <laughs> i was i was quite pleased i managed to do the time trial reasonably well and the other thing i've done is a there's a profanity filter that you can turn off which i have done so it does swear at you occasionally which is quite funny <laughs> Um, and you can also give it a list of names you would like it to call you. So things like Sir and Commander and things go down are pretty standard stuff. But occasionally I've got my ED co-pilot also calls me um, You Mad Bastard occasionally. And I was really, I was really, it didn't happen, but I was really hoping that at, at the end of this 10 minute video, I would complete the time trial and it would say, congratulations, you mad bastard. But it, it didn't. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool. That's super inclusive as well. Exactly. We stand an inclusive queen. Um, that's that's amazing. I love anyway, that. We'll include that in the show notes because, um, yeah, I want people to see this and I want them to install this and get really excited about time trials because... Yeah, I'm 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 very excited about giving this a go at, at some point. Because every um, leaderboard has got Razafrag, who's the developer on it, me on it. And a couple of other blokes who, who you know, it's got four of us on every leaderboard, and I'd like to see them start filling up with lots oh, of sure. people. So, so the leaderboards, you, you can sort of pick a trial at a particular location to take part in then? Yeah, so we've got about a dozen time trials at the moment, and they show in a list. Uh, the sorting of the list isn't quite right yet. Um, it's gonna work, he's working on that at the moment, but they will sort by how far they are from you, I think, is probably the best way to do it. Um, so it'll tell you how many light years to each time trial and how many light seconds within that system to the start. And then you just click on one and then it shows you the leaderboard and there's a little play button and you hit the play button and it does everything else that it needs to do from there. That's really, really impressive. I mean, I, and when it, you finish, it, 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 when you finish, if you've beaten your personal best and it just adds your time to the leaderboard for you know, to see. Like the, the only thing would be if they could add in like the augmented reality element that you almost get off of the um, materials helper, but that uses something different to sort of target yeah, the, it'd be nice target you... the menu screen, doesn't it? So it's not really possible in the SRV. But so 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 
two things. Um, so what it does is when you're actually driving around, um, there's a little uh, mini bar that pops up over your Elite Dangerous at the top. You can position it and size it. So it's like a stay on top window. And that's got uh, the the heading that you need to go to the, wex, the, to the next waypoint mm-hmm. as, a, as a number, a degree heading. It's got a distance to the next waypoint. And it's actually got a little arrow that literally points. Um, and then there's an instruction. So for each waypoint, when you create a, a time trial, you can you can type in a set of words that it will read out to the person when they hit that waypoint. So you can say, you know, now turn right and head to the large building you can see in the distance. And when you get there, turn left between it and the next landing pad, that kind of thing, you know. Um, in practice, when you're you're sort of trying to get a decent time, what you tend to do is drive the first loop pretty slowly anyway, in which case those things are perfectly adequate to tell you the route. And to get a good time, you basically need to memorize it because you need to know exactly where you're going to get a good time. So it would be cool. I know what you're saying, Chris. It would be cool if there was like a holographic gate. But oh. in practice, and I, and I bet a lot of other people that do racing in other games and things will, will probably agree with this, by the time you get good enough to be putting good times down, you almost don't need the gates because you know exactly where you need to go. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm speaking as an absolute amateur that definitely does not know which way I'm going. Um, <laughs> so what it's, got, what it's got is good enough to guide you around the course to learn it. <laughs> That's good, good news. Yeah. That's good but, news. Yeah. I also need a person walking in front of the SRV with a flag just to warn people nearby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cool. So yeah, awesome, awesome. I will. I look forward. I really look forward to to doing it and like getting it installed and, and seeing it working. That'll be that'll be really interesting. My only worry um, now is I can see myself only doing this for the next. <laughs> just going round and round these time trials, making sure I'm at the top of every leaderboard. Oh no! <laughs> you created a monster of your your hoisted by your own guitar kind of yeah, thing. It's all I want to do at the moment. <laughs> so you were like Pareko's too much. However, what I'm going to do now is this. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Th- th- this is this is not a promise, I, and I'm but I'm sure Razafrag won't mind me um, saying this. Um, we were chatting this morning about other things it could do. So he has done a a space time trial where you have to. It, it sounds like a bit of a buckyball. You've got to fly to an outpost and then down to a planet, and so it's all that sort of good stuff. Uh, and it can time that as well. And he was talking about encoding other rules that we use in buckyball races. And he happened to mention, and I can't imagine where he got this idea from, the idea of flying around a set number of stations in a fixed time limit and seeing how many landings you could do. Why would you, why would you even think about something like that? So, so it has never been done before. But in the future, we may have Pareko as an automated leaderboard update, you know, Oh my God, that's an amazing. Which would be idea. pretty cool. That would be would be absolutely amazing. That sounds great. Um, wonderful. Moving moving to uh, moving on. Um, Scorb has released the aftermath supercut. So he's got it. Um, four K sixty fps. Um, the full version. It's about just over half an hour long. Um, it's great. It's great. <laughs> what else can we fucking say about it? It's so good. I, he's done such a watch, good I job. Watched the whole thing. Yeah. Have you not? Well, I've watched it in in its three bits, but I haven't watched the full. Yeah, it, um, I think he he tweeted out about it. Um, I was like, it's perfect for you to play on your 
television. So I'm like, okay, great, cool, <laughs> cool. Let let let's find half an hour where I can rewatch that again. Um, but yeah, it's 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 there. It's um, it's all for those of you who've been hanging on. I know Colin was hanging on about um to watch the whole thing together. Well, now you can. Um, so there you go. There you have it. Um, it's available. Um, and linked in the show notes along with everything else. Um, Pareko Rum finished. It was good. I am tired of watching videos <laughs> about um, about the Pareko run. It was really fun. It was a really, really good race. I had I had a lot of fun um, doing it. I, I panicked when I realized I'd not done it one day or something. I hadn't done it one day and I looked and the amount of submission has gone up by about by like 30. I was like, shit. <laughs> yeah, you have to keep definitely... on top of it when you're organising, don't you? Pareko, Pareko Run needs to be kept on top of because you get so many. Because it's, it, it's such an accessible race that like lots of people like do multiple runs. Um, we there, there's a couple of bits and pieces where I might have missed something out. I need to go back into it and double check. Um, it doesn't affect the top three on each um, on each spot. Um, so our top three. Um, in the regulation Cobra are um, Skur in number one um, with 16 stops. The only person who managed 16 stops. 16. Um, it's insane. It, it's, it, it's not possible. I don't I, know I, how. Like, I have seen it and I still don't believe it's possible. Okay. Like I watched it so many times and like, <laughs> like checked out so many times and I was like, I, I, I cannot believe that this is possible. Um, and then we have um, Brewski who did it in 15 in 20 minutes and 21 seconds and then cookie hole it's my yeah, race yeah, that yeah. brought cookie hole back all right remember that um, he did it in 15 stops in 2046 there were um i don't think it's on this one no that's on the on the regulate on um, on the um the unlimited and the unlimited is topped by shay because of course it is um, in his Viper with 20 stops and then Skur in his Eagle with 20 stops and then um, Aiken Bosch in his Viper with 19 stops in 2032. There are um, people who did it at the, in the exact same time with the exact number of spots, but it is so close at the top like the 19s are all so close the 19 stops it's it's cracking it's it is crazy really I'm, I'm just looking at the times and like if 20 20 21 yeah if sulu had like gone three seconds faster he would have jumped five places exactly exactly it's <laughs> It, it's bonkers. It's like the um, the F one at the at the moment. I think qualifying there was like two seconds in the F one between all of the all of the cars, and it's it's kind of like the people at the top in in um, Pareco for sure because it's one that we've done over and over again because it is a fan. It is like a um, a buckyball favorite, and it's so it's a very 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 different to the rest of a lot of the rest of the races that we do. The thing um, is, there's nowhere to hide. Like with some of yeah. the races, you know, if, if you're behind, you can go, oh, do you know what? Maybe if I re-engineer this ship differently or maybe if I try less fuel and I try a different route and you, you try different things. But in this race, it's like, no, I just need to go faster. For sure. That's, that's For sure. I, just need to get, I need to get my head in the game and then I'm good. There's that, that kind of thing constantly. Um, I was so sure. I could, like, if I'd have allowed myself a little bit more time, I reckon I could have got 15. I reckon I could have got 15 stops, but I mean, I, 
Oh, and the regulation Cobra, I'm in one one point club on this one um, with with 14 stops. But it was all really, really close and people were people gave it a really good shot. And I think that's friggin awesome. Um, I can't help but notice that um, Chris said that he was going to do it. And he, I got, I got no, I got no submission. I from, didn't from him. do it. I'm so sorry. I, I, I am ran hurt. out of time. And do you know what the thing is? My heart hurts, Chris. I watched you, you do it. I was in your chat, and I was like, "This is the entry level one, isn't it?" It's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the yeah, entry yeah, level yeah. one, idiot." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it." And then I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I'm a fool. I'm sorry. In your defence, you were playing fantasy games. In my defence, I did end up playing Baldur's Gate 3 because I I don't know, it's been (laughs) subliminally put in my head over the period of the last... I don't know, three, yeah. four weeks. I don't talk about it at all. Uh, I, no, not ever. Not ever. I don't know why you assumed I, I was talking about you. Um, so it's, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, I genuinely, <laughs> I genuinely just, I completely forgot. And then by the time I remembered, I was like, and it's going to be done, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, yeah un- unfortunately, unfortunately, it was that. I I will blame the fact that I was in recovery on Saturday, um, but <laughs> that is no excuse. I no, I'm, I will allow a hangover for sure. That's not a problem. I I and for what for once, I will allow you to be hungover. It's not a problem at all. Um. Hey, if you have a community event taking place soon and you would like for us to talk about it across the airways, or if you've got something really special coming up and you want to come on and talk about it, let us know. Um, tweet us at Lave Radio, or you can email info at laveradio.com or give any number of us a shout um, and um, we'll see what we can do with, with those kind of things. That would be That would be cracking. Hey, can we run some adverts and then come back with some in-game events? Established in 3223 as a haulage company, Sicada made the bold decision to recruit and train its own security forces. Over the years, a series of highly effective laser weaponry was also developed to support these security teams, and they garnered galactic critical acclaim. The TK Zenith, a burst for our pistol that can strip shields in no time. The TK Eclipse, a rapid-fire carbine for close-up thermal destruction. And the TK Aphelion Assault Rifle, a powerful and precise weapon of total shield destruction. On the battlefield, you know what's needed. Takada. Protecting settlements from villainous scum, it's Settlement Patrolman. The action figure every child wants. Wearing the all-new Manticore Dominator suit with light-up jump assist thrusters. Press his backpack to hear Settlement Patrolman speak. Not seen you around here before, Commander. Is that a Karma P-15 in your pocket, or are you just pleased to see me? Hey, don't point that at me. When the warm sound settlement patrolman rides into action in his surface reconnaissance vehicle with pop-up turret and glow-in-the-dark wheel trims. Settlement Patrolman. Surface reconnaissance vehicle and action figure sold separately. Available from branches of Lay's Toy Depot and other retailers. Microelectrode, ion battery, and circuit switch not included. New from Azimuth Biotech. It's Tickle Me Thargoid. <laughs> 
Baby Thargoid is fun for all the family. Teach your little anti-Xeno commander the difference between an Orthrus and a Cyclops, a Basilisk and a Medusa. Count the hearts. One, two, three, four. It's a Cyclops. All Tickle Me Thargoids spray realistic caustic clouds. Not near the curtains. Tickle Me Thargoid. Tickle Me Thargoid. Available now from branches of Lave Toy Depot and other retailers. And welcome back. Um, cool, 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 cool. In-game events. What's happened this week in-game? Um, on Thursday, the 31st of August, we have human presence causes Thargoid withdrawal. So um, basically where they were saying that Thargoids were, they fucked off now because so many people went over there. So Thargoids are a little bit shy. Well, only those Thargoids, not the ones that are eating people. Oh. Is this... Uh, this is the thing, this is the system with the Thargoid Guardian battleground. Yeah. And there was the Galnet story about people being hyperdicted. And then people went there and not a single player managed to get hyperdicted because there never were any bleeding Thargoids in this system. And this is Galnet now saying there aren't any Thargoids because we've... You but, but in, tr- in truth, there weren't any bleeding Thargoids in this system ever for us to experience, I don't think, were there? I, yeah, I would. I would say that that is... It, it, Very it much smells the a bit like Frontier covering their tracks rapidly sure. with the helmet. <laughs> oh, lads, we, lads, we fucked up. <laughs> are, are you playing the game of bug or feature, Alec? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, this week it's going to log or deer. It's bug or feature. Bug or feature. Vote now. Um. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so basically they're not there. Um, it, the, uh, it it that or as as Razafrag in chat is saying, um, it was basically a signal boosting that something is there, but then there's still not. I mean, really, the, the, I mean, it's not something that we've not seen before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Unless there it is, is I tell you, there's a, there's a very good reason to go there because there's an ED co-pilot time trial there that's well worth doing. <laughs> <laughs> ED Copilot. Is ED Copilot's Alex Boulder Skate? It could be. I think it might be. Yeah, although although you can't fuck anyone in it yet. Well, I mean, give it time. Give it time. Rather, Frank, I've got notes. <laughs> it sounds like it kind of fucks you, frankly. Okay. Um, we also we and we this is going to be this is going to be very very heavily featured in our main discussion. So um, we probably won't play them right now. In fact, we won't play them right now on Thursday, the thirty first of August. Also, around the time when Frameshift Live was supposed to drop, um, we got some in-game messages that appeared on a relog from the um, with the truth about the vanishing, um, which um, we will play in a little bit for you. Um, but they were they're, they're, they're very, very good and interesting. And we will touch on them a little bit more um, on the 1st of September. So the following day, we had another the Galnet talking about these um, these revelations. And it was um, it's titled Aegis Link confirms vanishing populations. In Starfield, they pronounce Aegis Aegis, and it does my head in. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, what is Um, it in Starfield? Is it an agency of some sort? It is an agency of some sort. I'm trying to remember what it is, because I I found the the one guy that I was kind of interested in, and then I fucked off. So, um, yeah, but people mention Aegis, and it it 
it grips my shit, something chronic. Um, you say potato, but, potato, I say potato. Well, I'll say Aegis and everybody else should say Aegis because that's how it's pronounced. I want to say uh, Aegis now, damn it. You say Aegis as much as you like. That's <laughs> fine. That's fine. I'll correct you every single time. Um, yeah, so it's just um, like talked about them being, um, them being released, talked about the leaks and those kind of things. Um, and then on the 1st of September as well, like spread them out, lads. Um, we got the materials received to um, uh, construct the Duval statues in um, a, a show of humility, um, in a in a full show of um, humility, and um, in the, the this time of war and crisis, um, everything has been delivered that was needed to be delivered for the um, Duvals to have their big golden statues that they wanted, um, and that was a thing. And then yesterday, oh today, today we had a um, a galnet saying um, that Wargrass are going to probe Bracken's past. Ooh, uh. <laughs> Ooh uh, misses. Um, the um, Federal Times has hired the Wargrass Investigations Agency. Those are the same people who were doing some research into Azimuth Biotech. Mm. Um, the, um, they, 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 after um, saying that he was a pirate, they're still saying he's a pirate, so they're still looking into him bicycly um so that'll be fun that'll be fun nothing like a little bit of political intrigue um to fill our gown out with um funny, anyone... I'm, just, I'm trying to skin this quickly to see if i've got any comments on it because i've just realized that i haven't actually read the original text of this i've only read the one that i asked <laughs> chat, chat gpt to turn into ridiculous pirate speak so i don't know what the original actually says I wish I wish there'd been enough time to send it over to Pete and get a pirate Galnet News <laughs> Digest for this week after I read Arr. that. Arr. Yeah, I, yeah, I had a random idea today, folks, and I asked. It was quite funny because I asked ChatGPT to turn this particular Galnet article into pirate speak, and it and it did a very minimal sort of um, yeah a very minimal job on it. So then I, I love that you can do this sort of thing with ChatGPT. I then said something like, um, "Could you?" do that a bit more extreme and it had another go and then i just said to chat gpt no really go for it and it understood exactly <laughs> what i meant and came out with full-on pirate it was fantastic more amazing more, more pirate puns please <laughs> just go sure <laughs> what else would you like amazing um yeah so um that's that's the news this this week does anybody anyone have any comments we've got other we've got comments coming but um anything about the wall glass wall glass rackham's past stuff we've covered it quite a bit haven't we yeah the only thing i was going to say about the truth about the vanishing messages which i know we're going to cover in more detail was that I'm not sure i would have noticed them in my inbox had people not been talking about it in fact I went to my game the next day thinking, oh, I must find these messages, and initially thought, I haven't got them. And I had to dig, and they're buried inside. I'd already got the logs from something else recently, yeah. and they were inside the folder with those. It was like... It's in yeah. the discovered logs folder, yeah. Um, I, I I was really annoyed because I just finished stream and I saw them pop up. Well, right. I, saw, um, I saw people in different discords talking about mm. them, and I was like... Well, I didn't see any. I'd just been buckyballing all the time. Yeah, and you had, yeah. you had to re-log for them to even show up. And oh, I was just you? like, that's the, most, that's the most frustrating thing. I wish it had been like just maybe a, a cheeky like an inbox thing going, go to this place and, and check out 
a beacon and you'll get all of it. And like somewhere in the bubble saying, like, go check this place out. I've got a beacon that you can go and um, go and, um, and have a look at. And I was just like, yeah, I'd love to. I, I'd love to have seen that before before I finished because I, I love like and, and they're, they're voice acted as well. And yeah. I'm trying to think if the little icon at the top of my comms panel hadn't lit up or something. I I I, I sort of feel like I oh, I mean my I, okay, wasn't drawn I, to I it. logged in today for the first time as I've already said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was coming up with you know you have three out of three messages to read. Oh okay, maybe I just wasn't. Yeah, I had that. Yeah, it, it did come up, say, and you know, my I had a little "you've got mail" kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm just wondering if you were on. I don't know if the game can push mail to you while you're. Well, you get it from in, missions and things, don't you? But yeah, yeah. I, I don't they've know if it's the same mechanism. Yeah. yeah, they've they've done it before. We've had stuff drop in before. I just wonder why it didn't. Why didn't do it, do it this time? It's if it did, I didn't um I didn't notice it. Um, yeah. speak, like I should really mention the first fold salvation message just dropped in. Katie's saying, "Yeah, it absolutely did." I should mention if we're talking about voice logs and voice acting, I found out something really interesting today. And yes, this is going to be Baldur's Gate three coded, <laughs> and not today. I found out something really interesting over the weekend in that um. The the absolutely incredible voice actor Neil Newborn, who plays um, Astarian in um, Baldur's Gate Three, and Isaac in um, Deliverers Mars, um, and has made me cry multiple times um, this year. Um, and he plays other characters, Heisenberg in Resident Evil, and um, two different characters in Detroit Become Human, among many other games, including a little space game by the name of Elite Dangerous, which I discovered through watching his streams and watching. He's got like a, a, a promo role that he does, and it's got an Elite Dangerous logo at the end of it. And I was like, holy fuck, who does he, who does he play in um, Elite Dangerous? He's fucking Commander Jameson. No. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's Commander Jameson in Elite. Wow. So the Cobra logs. Yeah. yeah. And, Jameson's yeah, that Cobra. Those, that whole hey kiddo stuff. Yeah. 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 Then he's um, made me cry for in, years. Yeah. <laughs> I know that whole hey kiddo thing got to me. Yeah. Yeah, also, also, his kid was really young when he was recording that. So, um, but he's also done, he did, he did, he did other voices for the game as well. So now I have to find them. <laughs> <laughs> You're not being at all creepy here, Claire. Um, I'm a hundred, yeah, I'm a hundred percent being creepy. I'm a hundred percent being creepy. This is an amazing voice actor that I want to support all of the work for. Um, and, and that um, is all, yeah. <laughs> That that is that is all. It, it's it's good stuff. It's good stuff. But I can I can believe that. And then going back and listening to it now, it's like oh shit, yeah, no, that's definitely him. Um, putting on his like American accent. So yeah, interesting, interesting little tidbit that that combines Baldur's Gate and Elite Dangerous. Um, also, also the the voice of the narrator is um, Amelia. Um, Amelia Tyler is also in um, Elite Dangerous as well. So um, there's, a, there's a couple of crossovers there. Oh, she, she's the woman who was on the Frontier Stream, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, she is. I think she might be the female, one of the female voices of the Covert, if I'm not very much mistaken. Um, I, I, I think I keep hearing her in my in my Kovas. Um, <laughs> or I'm delusional and I'm just hearing her all the time now because of 
It could be both. Why not both? Why not both? Um, anyway, that's the end of the in-game events. So it must mean it's that time of the week again. Score alert! we're back we have some um we do have some paint jobs we've got some paint jobs for the Furderlands, which are actually quite nice these are nice if i yeah. didn't hate the Furderlands, i'd love them i, yeah. I don't, I don't think that, good. yeah little like kind of racing skins because they've got a number on them but they're they're kind of pretty yeah it's just the furry lands just does nothing for me yeah i don't like it very much looks good from this angle actually Looks very kind no, of slick. I mean, I'm, yeah. <laughs> but it does. It looks a bit sort of like a fast python. It looks like a fast python. Yes. Yeah, I think you're right. I think That's... you're right. The thing... Um... Oh, is it? That's cool. Command oh, of the Strike. 38 yeah. yeah. Is that where the 38 comes from? Cool. Um, cool. I I think... Um... I found the, the 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 social media post that went out was a bit strange with it because they talked about it being um, where use this paint job when you're out exploring in a furry lands. Mm-hmm. Let me let me see if I can. Without, like the Elite Dangerous account doesn't tweet very often, so let me see. Um, let me see if I can find it. I'm sure it says something on the lines of explore it exploration. I was like, are you sure? Destroy your enemies sure. looking stylish in the new Ferdinand's paint job. With the new, with, with, with the new slimline Ferdinand's paint job. Look zoomy um, as you kill people. Uh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Whichever part of the galaxy you're exploring, make sure you capture the mo- the moment in style with the sortie paint job for the Ferdinand's. It's like, yeah. why, are you, why are you exploring, exploring? in a Ferdinand's? <laughs> with a racing paint job. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> yeah. When you've completed I, everything else the... in game. <laughs> Jeez. I, I, are we playing as another game of bugle feature here, I think? No, no, because somebody wrote that. <laughs> are you yeah, kidding? What they meant to write was while you're out ganking explorers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you're out just like beating up people, beating up those noobs. I mean, you can do that in anything nowadays. But um, yeah, I think Winterview's got the answer. You're exploring, exploring how to destroy the enemy. Just explore how to destroy the enemy with the new Ferdinand sortie. Yours for just. I don't know, X amount of arcs. Probably sixteen fifty arcs or something. Something like that, maybe. Three thousand arcs. I don't know. I don't know. I'm picking numbers out of the thing. <laughs> While you're out beating the enemy, do it with racing stripes. The Ferdinand sortie. Number thirty-eight. <laughs> yeah, but it, that said, it's very pretty. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not being a complete bitch about it. It's a pretty skin. Um I 
I also, I don't like the Ferdinand for the reason that you're offset in the cockpit. I'm fine with it in the Python. That doesn't bother me that much. But it's that that asymmetrical you've bar. The, yeah. You've got the bar down the side. It's like, no. It's a while since I've been in the cockpit. Is, is there two seats? Yeah, I think so. Like, and you're both side by side. Because it, it's quite a small cockpit, surely. I think, I think the thing with all Elite Dangerous cockpits is once you sort of measure them out, it is like you're flying in a conservatory, isn't it? It's like a massive yeah. greenhouse. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah everybody, forgets, very big. everybody forgets the scale of Elite Dangerous, even us, when we have thousands <laughs> and thousands of hours in the game, it's yeah. still... It is still unknown to us. It's a bad time. Right, I think we're going to take a few more adverts and then we'll come back with our main discussion where we will be talking um, about the law stuff. Hey, Commanders, this is Mick from Crazy Mick's Reptile Emporium and Warehouse. Due to a hysterical ordering mishap and not reading the fine print, I'm currently in possession of over 10,000 snakes, many of which are deadly, so everything must go. We have anacondas, asps, cobras, dimebacks, fertilants, keelback, crates, mambas, pythons, sidewinders and vipers, none of which are capable of space flight without being strapped to a rocket. Need a pet for your cockpit? Buy a snake! Need to scare your mother-in-law and give her a heart attack for the insurance money? Buy a snake! Need to fill a beluga full of snakes to assassinate a witness on their way to a federation courthouse? Buy many snakes! Bulk discounts are available at Crazy Mix Reptile Emporium and Warehouse. You can find us in the Lave Business Directory or visit us at the former site of Sensible Michael's Shipyard and Outfitting Warehouse. Will somebody get these mother snakes out of my mother warehouse? Swift. Sleek. Powerful by design. Zorgon Peterson gives you the edge, the strength, and the confidence in any battle. With four medium hard points, one huge hard point, you have all the firepower you need. Six utility mounts lets you max your shields any way you want. Engineer those thrusters for infinite boost, and then turn, twist, and keep the enemy in your crosshairs. You choose the engagement, you win the engagement. In a fertile lance, everyone fears you. It's the meta, because there's nothing better. From the creators of luggage limpets and passenger lounge suitcase shuttles comes the latest revolution in passenger transportation, the passenger cannon. For centuries, circus performers have perfected the technique of being fired from a cannon. Paired with our new memory gel passenger pod impact absorption technology, you too can speed up disembarkation times from your liner by up to 250% no longer be limited by pad sizes and excessive docking fees with the passenger cannon. But how does it all work? First, all passengers will be issued with a passenger pod inflation suit during transit. On approach to your passenger's destination, simply fill the inflation suit with our patented impact-absorbing memory gel. Then, once in a stable position in proximity to the destination, effortlessly slide them into the disembarkation chamber ready for launch. The passenger cannon is now available in both gimbaled and turreted varieties to make aiming elementary. Make your liner one of the top 1% in the galaxy. Buy a passenger cannon today. Warning, passenger cannon must not be operated on high gravity planets or near geezers. And we're back. Um, We're back with more info. We're going to talk about the... um, in-game messages that came through to us the truth about the vanishing um if you haven't picked up on these already uh i guess spoiler alert but we're about to play them 
Um, so you can catch up with them in real time. But um, Chris, if you can take it away and play them, that'd be crackalacking, my love. The information comes from a source I trust. I've combed the data for errors in their calculations. It seems frighteningly accurate. We've known about these rumors for years now. What's changed? This goes far beyond the occasional escape pod collected by Thargoid ships, Aiden. Let me make sure I'm understanding the premise. Some analyst has compared the total population of Thargoid invaded systems with the official refugee counts. Correct. Then subtracted combat casualties, intercepted transports, and people killed during port attacks. The official estimates, at least. Along with other variables, not all refugees pass through the rescue ships. Some of those don't register as safe. Others fled as soon as the maelstrom signals were first sighted. And a dozen other points, I'm sure. But ultimately, the final totals don't quite match up. Even with a margin for error, we're looking at tens, maybe hundreds of millions of people unaccounted for. And the figure's rising each week. If they're not dead, and they didn't escape, then captivity must be the answer. I've never known the Thargoids to keep prisoners. It doesn't quite seem their style. They'd have to construct a method to house organisms of a different biochemical makeup. That would only be worthwhile if the captives were deemed important. We did the same for studying live specimens. Ah, uh, I'm going to assume you mean the historical we, Admiral. Aegis doesn't capture Thargoids for research purposes. Just one of the many distinctions between us and Inra. We as in the human race, yes. My point is that surely the aliens have had plenty of opportunity to study us by now. If what you're saying is true, and the Thargoids are abducting millions of people, well, there's a grander plan here than research. One that we need to figure out. I suppose it's too much to hope that the Thargoids will treat our people more considerately than Inra treated theirs. Honestly, it'd be a wasted prayer to ask that much. Oh, we'll have to manage how this information is shared. Of course, it will need to reassure people that we're doing everything we can to locate the missing. Uh, just to play devil's advocate for a second, are mass abductions something we need to go public with? Yes, I think so. With numbers this high, it would be cowardly to pretend we don't know what's going on. Hmm. I'm not sure all of Aegis's finances will agree. We've been given the authority to make firm decisions for ourselves. Besides, I'd rather be in trouble for telling the truth than lying. I couldn't agree more. I'll back you up if needed, but I suggest being economical with that truth. Think about it. Aegis announces millions of being captured alive for unknown reasons. It, it'll scare the crap out of the trillions listening. Unknown reasons? We have to find out why the Thargoids are taking so many people. I'm not looking forward to the answers. Your rivals are going to spin any press statement too. Torben Rademacher will be on every newsfeed, telling people that Azimuth would never have allowed this to happen, without going into details, obviously. <laughs> Screw Torben. He can play politics all he likes. Scoring points in the face of a major humanitarian tragedy is just his style. But then, he did learn from the best. Oh, 
This is horrible. They're harvesting us, sir. Saul? For goodness sake! This is a private conversation. Why are you on comms? Sounds like it isn't just the Thorgoid she listens to. Shut down your comms link until I can find someone to secure it. I said they're harvesting us as a resource. You wanted to know why the Thargoids are abducting people. I think I can help figure out the answer. Ugh. If we're going to talk, you may as well come to my office. We'll discuss this in person. No. I want to be alone. There's a lot of noise today. Okay. What type of resource are we to them? Food? Fuel? We have no evidence the Thargoids view us as edible. Any more than we do them. Not food, not fuel. It's more accurate to say the Thargoid race has a purpose for us. One which is giving me some real shitty dreams. The noise changed a few weeks ago. But it wasn't until you mentioned millions of people vanishing that the new melody made sense. What do you mean by melody? Saw's connection to the Thargoid telepathic network doesn't include an understanding of their language. Aegis is working with her to establish a method of interpreting what she sees and hears. Describing parts of the Thargoid noise like music helps. I can pinpoint certain notes and melodies, even different instruments. Sometimes images appear. The sound is still awful and triggers emotions which are harder to process. But focusing reduces the chaos of it all. And you say this noise is different to when the invasion started? Yes. The original buzz grew louder as the Maelstrom signals approached the bubble. It announced the invasion, drawing their fleets. When the Maelstroms arrived, I understood that the Thargoids would claim as many star systems and destroy as many ports as possible. Territory was the only goal. Now there is a different melody underneath it. An image keeps repeating what looks like tunnels and caves. Rows and rows of what I thought were eggs. Saw mentioned these eggs to me before. And it's logical to assume that the Thargoids have a method of replenishing their war casualties. But there was never any sense of compassion or protection. Maybe Thargoids are just bad parents. But now I think it's because the eggs aren't eggs. They're pods. Containers for humans. If I focus on that concept, the noise is less abrasive. That's usually a sign that I'm understanding something in the alien broadcaster. Phew. This is a lot to take in. Do you think these pods are on the Titans? Yes, sir. And the people inside are important to the next phase of Thargoid invasion. I'm sure of it. Okay. I don't understand how that brain of yours works, kid, but the information you've given us up to now has been solid. Alba, you said earlier that Aegis is autonomous now, correct? Within reason? Why? Because I'm not interested in waiting months for approval from the superpowers. Let's go with Saw's music. Can you have your people develop a way to recover pods from a Titan if we can figure out where they're being stored? <sighs> I'll see what I can do. But even if we design something suitable, it isn't going to be an easy mission. A ship would have to fly dangerously close to a Titan. Our pilots have done incredible things so far. I learned long ago never to underestimate them. With the right tools, they'll figure out a way to get any job done. And if Saw's right, and these things contain human captives, well, we've got a lot of work to do. So that just dropped in on Thursday without any 
any any prior information or anything along those lines. Do you think that the cancelled Frontier livestream might have queued this up? Yeah, I no, I think um, I think last time we had um, the last live stream we had before this one had like something dropped literally as the the stream went live. Right, there was there right. was a law drop then. I feel like um, we might be able to pinpoint when we're going to get law drops in the future based on when the live streams are. Yeah. So yeah. keep an eye out in nine days, I guess. I mean, it's um, fine. They obviously decided to just let it go anyway. It didn't need queuing up necessarily particularly yeah, it, it didn't really need signal boosting but it was it, again it was kind of frustrating that um you had to log out and then log back in to see it but that having said um i have thoughts mm-hmm. oh yeah um how let's go around and pick out things and um extract how what we feel um extract as if one were extracting humans from a um a, a passenger ship things that we we've taken on board from this and things i think we feel we should take note um ben do you want to start off okay does anybody think we're not getting human argoid hybrids in the next patch it seems hardly likely doesn't it now i don't know if if it's going to be the next patch or as such but patch. i think it's i think something <laughs> something is coming down the line for it for the, you I would know, love to be shocked. I'd love to, to be something we just haven't thought of, but but it seems unlikely. Yeah, yeah, it, so, it seems to be going that way. But I don't know. Like when they're talking about the resources, I mean, we've been taking out ships so far rather than ground resources, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. So so the the talk about the tunnels and the stuff like that, and saying it needs to be um you need um like ships that are like that can fly close to Thargoids. I like a lot of it is to me at least um signaling a potential oh they're gonna give us a new type of limpet. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um I, that's all, yes. all that we're gonna get on the back of it initially I thought, anyway. Actually, I, I don't quite know how it would work, but I had a thought it'd be quite interesting if the there was an enhanced scanner where the pulse xeno pulse scanner thing where we got targetable like limpet attachment points the other side of the yellow custard membrane yeah and Mm. our if our limpets could go through but we couldn't would solve a neat sort of problem for at least initially pointing but i think that i i I can see that being possible that what's going to happen is we're going to target things inside the titan and our limpets will go down through the We'll have to basically fly our ships inside the moor, fire limpets through the membrane, and they will come back with humans. Well, for the for the beginning, at least, um, mm-hmm. before before something before the like the next wave happens or something or, or something along those lines. Um, it's it's interesting. It's very interesting. I have a couple of personal highlights. One of them being um, absolutely, by all means, sound off in um, in uh, in our chats as well. Anywhere, just um, we'll we'll pick up what you're what you're saying too. Um, love this to be a um, a big old round conversation. Um, a couple of bits that that really really stood out to me was the things where they're talking about the many distinctions between um, Egypt, where T- um, Tesoro says just one of the many distinctions between us and Inra, and um, which definitely like addresses those people who are like 
Ben oh, included, God, who are like Aegis of the same as Inra. I'm sorry, she is covering her ass and speaking. Inra was so her. much worse than um than Aegis. She you were so wrong with what you're saying. You were so no. wrong with what? Why? This wasn't supposed to be broadcast. This isn't yeah, something that's supposed to be everything broadcast. Everything that is said is brought is no, not at all. This is supposed even to be private. Not at all, even today. Not at all, even today. Everything is recorded. This wasn't supposed to be broadcast. There is no point in her saying. Yeah, well, you're, there's no point in her you, saying you, you, that. You could phone. You could phone me. You need. You really I need to do your research record. on. You really need to do your research on Inra, Inra and um, Aegis Pen. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry, even today, from, I I could record a private phone call between you and I. Using my photo, you could use yeah, your but, phone. But and you the, wouldn't know the, about the pro- it. The problem with that is that I'd never give you my number in the first place. So. <laughs> well, there is that. Um, but they, like it's it's very it's um sort sort of like it's it's kind of important to note that we're um there, there's absolutely there's, there's absolutely no reason there's no reason for them to lie about that in the in this instance there's clearly no reason for her to make uh, make a lie and also the screw Torben bit really really sits with me and we have a way mm. um, a, a canon way to pronounce radio maker so I've got lots of lots of things that I can talk um. I really don't want Thargoid humans. Yeah, I, I mean, really don't want it I just think it's an easy way yeah. for Frontier to give us on-foot AX combat without giving us on-foot AX combats. It's a cheap win. Who was it? Was it Burr who, Burr who originally <laughs> suggested the idea that there could be a a kind of lead, a lead. Okay, okay. So people may not have heard all of this. Uh, one interesting thing that I think Burr originally raised is that if we think about maybe the the Thargoid model that was leaked several years ago now, yeah. you know, it's sort of a tentacled insectoid beast, clearly quite tall, quite big. You know, um, it it's just not going to fit inside doorways and settlements or you know the animation would be very awkward i think to have those things running around inside and it would be a bit silly if if they couldn't fit through the door and all we had to do to evade them was just run through the door and then stick our tongue out from inside um so he sort of raised a good point that you know if we if we want on foot combat it, it, it the um you know the, the thargoid models are problematic but there could be like a a sort of insectoid Thargoid leading the troops so that, you know, and it could be the idea maybe that even there are these sort of Thargoid controlled humans, but frankly, if you can get to the boss and kill the boss, then they all suddenly snap out of their sleep and go, oh, where was I? So kind of like um, the the combat around settlements and things where you defeat the scout wave first and then you get a few sort of lower level interceptors and then you start working your way up towards Hydras. Is that, you know, you, you take out your Fargoid zombie humans, you know, your first wave of them, and then the next wave comes. But there's also something nastier there. Um, yeah, I mean that that could be the case. I, I, I mean, I, I can't help but be a little bit disappointed if that if that becomes the sum and total of it. And kind of the same with if we get, oh, it's another limpet, everyone. You know, yeah. that that to me, I. I you know, there's kind of a little silly dream scenario in my head, which is us boarding the equivalent of a front line, which is made to breach the Titans, and you're all charging out onto a <laughs> onto a Titan I, I, within I a limited corridor so much, to get Chris. something. And you know, that in my head, I'm like, that would be awesome. And then 
my my realistic part of my brain um, is going. It's Olympic, Chris. <laughs> yeah. That idea, Chris, would also resolve the whole. I'm shit, and I haven't done my prep work, so I can't yes. even get there. So if you jump on on some souped up super ages um, adder, then then that would resolve that that whole issue, and it just brings it in for everybody again, doesn't it? Yeah, and it means that you you can have it in in a sort of controlled environment. So rather than it being like you say, Alec, we're fighting them in settlements where they're not designed to fit. Instead, we're, we'd be fighting whatever sort of Fargoid foe that you've got on their terms, potentially backed with zombie humans breaking out of pods. Um, yeah. Plus, you're trying it's to rescue a certain number, get them back to the ship, and then get away, like your protect the box type mission modified to you know to be a couple of different steps but i'm i'm probably on a bit of a, a road to nowhere no, no, no. with that kind of speculation so, um so yeah it's olympic but there's nothing to say that it's not going to be that in the future yes Do you know what i mean yes 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 exactly um you know and a crossover between what alex saying about like being able to penetrate the the custard and get to the other side and do something within there as well is also a potential. So, you know, that could kind of be your breach pod thing and then you're firing limpets. The fact that down the line it might be, oh, and we've discovered a way to break through or destroy another wall and fly a ship further in, you know, is also The thing is, and and this is my sort of, you know, out-of-game kind of game-breaking thing, and I've sort of said this before, that I personally don't think there's anything inside the Titan. Um... You know, as a as a three D model, I think it's 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 your classic sort of hollow shell. Looks great from the outside, but looks like a hideous wireframe from the inside. I don't think there's anything in there, but 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 obviously we you know Frontier want to convey that there's something in there, and so it's not great. But our limpets sort of plopping through that membrane and coming out with stuff sort of suggests that there's stuff inside there. Yeah. Oh, frankly, that's what I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be limpets. I think they're going to go through the membrane, and that's going to be it for the Titan. We shall see. We shall see. I'd love to be wrong. So the other thing, the other thing that was um, kind of interesting to me was um, the way Sarah was talking about it being like a melody, and that it's something mm. that she she's constantly hearing the noises from the. Um, the 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 things and uh, and talking like when the literally listening to it now and hearing more of the um people in pods and her hearing a melody but her somehow being able to resist the melody or resist what the the words were were telling her and like the instructions and the sinister tune that was underneath all i could think was praise the absolute um which yeah ben fully fully it was it's giving it it's giving thrall it really is giving thrall i really wish it wasn't giving thrall you know um I, can uh, you explain that for people that thrall. don't understand what giving thrall is like um, a, a sargoid controlled humans basically right i see so like um some kind of um implementation to make them control control the humans maybe the pods are can have do have the facility to um uh to um convert as well 
um maybe the the pods have like they're either people are either released looking like people or they're released looking a little bit more alien and we go back to uh looking at previous situations where there have been super oh i'm I'm getting very very head cannony here right now so you're gonna have to bear with me but previous situations where there's been articles long longer ago about super soldiers or with people who have like seemed to have superhuman abilities and getting past cultural thargoid well getting 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 past um uh um people to assassinate folks mm-hmm. um you're l- looking even going back to the nmla things along those lines um or or the the radical side of the nmla the the sigma um the uh yeah. w- what whatever theta 7 and and those people um theta 7 was exposed to thargoid stuff and turned into a super soldier what to say that those super soldiers don't or aren't in the process of existing you know like are we are we looking at something where it's been really am i gonna be be like i fucking was right all this time <laughs> all this what? long ago when i was like the thuggers are turning people into super soldiers what what do we think the point of assuming we get we're gonna get limpets and we can maybe drag captured humans back out of the titan what do we what do we think the point of doing that is same point as rescuing them from burning stations isn't it right but with a bit more Rescue urgency mission. with some money what Rescue i was wondering with some money like turning around turning around some of those systems that are already inhabited maybe yeah what i was wondering is in the past i feel like we've had things like this where where the point of doing it is that that there's some sort of hidden cg if you like but the point of doing it is that eventually it enables uh aegis or whoever to develop something else because we've rescued enough because this conversation is talking about you know what are they doing to the humans maybe if we could rescue some of them we'd find out um so maybe i'd almost do it the other way around i'd sort of have us encounter these super soldiers and find them pretty damn formidable and think oh how on earth are we going to defeat these and then start rescuing humans from the Titan and rescue enough and get to the point where Aegis can go, aha, we've discovered a new weapon that you can use against the super soldiers. To no, nothing's, nothing's been said to hint that our um, way of extracting them from the Titan is going to come sooner than them appearing to fight us somewhere. No, so at the, at the moment, we've got no means of extracting them from the Titans. I think the... It, it's meant to have been a leak from a little while ago, isn't it, uh, Psychic? Is that right? What's that? So this what leak, this? the leaked conversation isn't supposed to be, oh, it happened yesterday, isn't this leaked conversation meant to be slightly... July. July, July 18th, yeah. So potentially they've already, or they're close to having developed the, the gizmo, the what's it, the thingamajig, and this is going to push that along, or we could what start... Happened, what happened around July the 18th? As far as... Um, I'm opening... Birthday. Yeah, no one cares, Ben. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Wow. I, I care. I care minimally. No, you really um don't. I really don't. What is it? 33 and 9 right now? I'm just scrolling back. July 18th, what was that? The hunt for the dedicant. Okay, so candidates outline manifestos. The hunt for the dedicant. That was the that was when the ship disappeared. Hmm. 
so around about that same time as when they're having that conversation. So the, the so the so Katie's Katie's right in chat. She thinks the melody has changed since the um the saga court were taken. I hate having to say that Katie's right. Um, <laughs> I'll say it for you. Katie's right. Um, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, there's a um, there's 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 definitely a correlation there, isn't there? Um, interesting. Yeah. So, you know, we could end up with our next thing being because in in it they kind of say, oh, there would be a process. There would be we need to scan and find out where the pods are, and then they say we would need to develop a way of extracting the pods from that location. So, I think the first thing we're going to get, if anything, is. Hey, um, give us your give us your Titan scans. That Titan data that you've been collecting and you didn't know what it was for yet. Uh, give us some of that sweet Titan data, and possibly there's some more things that we want you to scan somewhere specific. Yeah. Um, you know, we've marked we've marked the points that we want you to scan on the Titan now, so that you get this specific. You know, focus more on this area for us. Um, and then from there, they'll be like, okay, now we've designed the automated sook people out of pods limpet and uh, in order to build the limpets we're going to need MacGuffinonium uh, delivered to <laughs> places um, and then and some unobtainium as well unobtainium, unobtainium. unobtainium and uh, classical music to be delivered to the <laughs> to be delivered to uh, and cat memes uh, delivered to this particular location then we get the limpets then the limpets <laughs> we get to rescue people using the limpets and yeah and at that point eventually something happens i guess yes cat media that's it it's cat media it's not cat memes cat I, media. I, I, I think uh i think also also i know i know i can see you i can see you talking in chat as well about the um the implants the court implants mm. being a thing i don't think it was plot armor alec mm-hmm. I, I i'm very much of the opinion that they it was it was mentioned for the first time um specifically that they had um they had implants um and i'm i agree with katie in the fact that i think that they were prepped for whatever whatever happened it may whatever those implants are it makes those people different mm. do, do you know what i mean it makes those, those people sort of different and maybe more susceptible it, to it, here's a thought i don't know quite where it goes but suppose because this is this is classic sort of um shady organization stuff where some you know some shady organization that's watching all this knew that they were going to get a a bit like okay uh, here's a character that's just popped into my head um uh, the what's his name the robot in alien who basically observes what Ash, but basically, Ash knows exactly what's going to happen, and he's just fascinated, and he's standing at the back, observing and watching it all, and taking notes because he's just intrigued to see, you know, how this horrible thing is going to happen. So maybe someone is doing the same and is using the um, bar god people as as um, you know victims to see what happens. And these implants are little more than um, packing devices. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we're going to use to lock our limpets onto them in the Titan. Also also a possibility for sure. For sure. They, 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 those are those are your two flip sides of that of that coin. It's either it's either we we've done this specifically so that we can 
rescue in very inverted commas we can rescue you or we've done this oh my god is Etienne Dawn going to be like hey you know all of those escape pods that you gave me um, that you've gave me hey I've not done anything with a lot of them there's still quite a few in my freezer do you, do you want to put some um, of those chips in them too and feed them too um, will we be buying cadavers to give to um, it's got dark We've, we've we've made it dark. Are we going to be, imp- be implanting nukes in cadavers? Um, to- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wow. to say and done. I mean, I was thinking, I mean, I did, Etienne Dawn did cross my mind, but I was thinking as reinforcements once we get depleted. We have zombies of our own provided we by our, our pal Etienne. You know, Etienne's zombie army. Etienne zombie army. It's like just when you think we're about to all get defeated and there's no chance of us ever winning, suddenly Etienne appears with his cadavers, with <laughs> his robotic cadavers that are able to now take Etienne on Fargoids. The necromancer. Yes. One hundred percent. With his zombie horde. <laughs> Yeah, and then if the zombie horde gets depleted, then you can return to Salvation in his giant mech suit. But up until then, Etienne Dawn and his zombie army. Um, Lich Lich King Etienne Dawn (laughs) and his zombie army. (laughs) Oh my god. And then what they can do is they can adapt the passenger cannon as a weapon that we (laughs) can to our ship. Oh my god. And we just start firing these people at... Into fire, fire our counter zombies into the uh, into the Titan <laughs> to sow sow chaos. I do like the idea. I didn't think of that, Alec. That someone, because of the timeline of this, we are saying yes. that the conversation happened just before the dedicant goes missing, slightly before the dedicant goes missing, around about that yes. time. It's slightly before we got the we got the messages. <laughs> slightly before we got the messages. And the dedicant was full of people with those trackers on. Do you send the people with trackers in so that we now have something to scan for when we go to the Titan? <laughs> it's just like, yeah, we, we sent an entire ship worth of people to their doom. They kind of wanted it and kind of asked for it. So uh, anyway, we sent them in there. <laughs> lads, 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 I got a fucking fleet carrier full of nutters. <laughs> I've given them all little trackers. I've put an air tag on them all. And that way, we'll be able to see where they're storing them on the Titan. <laughs> it's dark. I'm liking it. I, think I like it. Good. I feel. I feel like that's the that, that's the that's the morally grey area that I love to sit in. <laughs> and who did it? Was it was it Aegis? So is is this Aegis's dark truth that they're prepared to sacrifice all those humans just so they can find out? No, where going? I reckon. I reckon it was um, it was Torben or. Um, Salvation in his guardian mech suit. Oh, Katie's saying it was Ramtar. Katie's all in on Ramtar. <laughs> they were just getting all the engineers in. The engineers have had a meeting and like, listen, guys, we're going to sort this out. <laughs> Some of you may die, but it's a sacrifice we're willing to make. <laughs> amazing, amazing. He is a guardian fanboy, so he might be like, I'm going to be on the side of the guardians. Um, like, that's so funny. That's so so funny. I, I need that to be. I need that to be the case. And we've also found the show title for sure: Lich King, Etty and Dawn, and the Zombie Army. Just it just feels right. It feels right. It makes my heart sing. <laughs> um, but in all honesty, it's probably just going to be limpets. <laughs> there we go back to it. Yeah, limpets. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, the show title. It's, it's just limpets. limpets. It's just limpets. That's when it actually happens, and we're just like, 
the 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 sadness for not not experiencing Lich King Etienne Dawn and his zombie army. It's gonna be it's gonna be so sad. It's gonna be so sad. Yeah. He, he rides in on some kind of like <laughs> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> He's riding an SRV for some reason with this crown. <laughs> I love Etienne Dawn. He's so he's so like diminutive looking when you when you actually meet him. That the idea that he's this crazy powerful Lich King um, tickles me in a way that I did not expect to be tickled today. <laughs> oh, I forgot we could meet these people. That the NPC is actually there. Yeah, you can step out of your ship. Sometimes I've heard. Does Etienne Dawn's NPC look like the Nazi Invaders of the Lost Ark? I believe so. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't wandered up there for a little while. Oh man, that's funny. That's really, 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 really funny. Um, does anybody else have any other thoughts about predictions based on those notes, those sound files? I'm wondering or if any thoughts about them. I'm gonna. I'm wondering if we're gonna get some broken images. They're, they're talk, they talked in there about broken images um, that they're able to sort of convert based off of the music that they're starting to get pictures, occasional pictures. And I don't. I don't know if we're gonna get some little broken sort of cutscenes. And I mean broken as in like clippy sort of cutscenes rather than um, you know just How physically broken cutscenes. But um, oh, you know, not stenography. What's it called when you go and analyze a sound file and you find the picture? Mm, yeah, well, going back to the roots. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering, you know, because they're kind of saying there's something in the melody, there's something in the song. We're working out a way of sort of showing what it is. Are, are they sort of saying, hey, you should be listening to some of these files and things in the background now? The thing is, when it when they're muddy, when they're muddied with conversation and things like that, it makes it kind of tricky. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that would be a bit crap because if if we can decode sound and make you know get some meaning out of it using technology, then what's special about Sarah? It, yeah, but it's meant to, can, it's meant to be the adjustment, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I it's yeah. You're you're probably a bit right on that fact. It was just that they were saying that there was there was going to be a way of getting more information or trying to convert it so that we're getting more. It's like it's not a it's not I can I can read the Fargoy's mind. It's more along the lines of if I if I guess right, they stop resisting, which I quite liked. It was like if I've got yeah, the, or, if I've got or, or the or wrong the theory, the sound the yeah. sound doesn't grate so much when she yeah. thinks of it in the right way. Mm. That's my kind of takeaway on that. Yeah. Yeah. She's got to, she's got to be, um, she knows the correct way to sort of interpret the noises. That's what her, her like fizzy, um, physicality, um, and what makes her special is that she, she can interpret the noises without maybe being affected by it in the same way that the Thargoids are. Cause okay. she's, she's like super empathic or something along those lines. Here's, here's a crap analogy. But if you're listening to a bit of music and you're trying to interpret it as a lullaby, suppose you're listening to a, a, a spot of Aphex Twin and and what you've been told is this is the lullaby and you're thinking, oh, this is doing my head in. This isn't making me sleepy at all. But the minute somebody tells you, no, 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 actually think of it as energetic dance music, then suddenly it's like, ah, oh, yeah, I can make sense of it now. It, it fits with, it's like when you expect something to taste of strawberry and it tastes of, 
vinegar. Oh, I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I know. I, I know. I know. I know the analogy that you're making for sure. Um, it's that's. Um, she she's got the she's got like the mental and the physical coding um to be able to interpret these and the, the this information in the way that Thargoids are wanting it to be interpreted but she also needs to sort of like hone that skill as well she's still learning it because it's it's still relatively new for her which is which is interesting i think um we i think providing that we get more information relatively quickly 9 days time possibly um that i don't think we've got a huge amount of time to wait for like the next bit of info mm. for sure update 17 is do we have a vague date it's a way off isn't it november october november yes question mark i feel like we don't really know later in the year later late, yeah later in the year probably probably sometime between now and christmas one would think <laughs> Yes. Which is sooner than you think, despite how fucking warm it is right now. Um, so I think, unless anyone else has um, anything that they want to bring up, I would just like to say it's very well voice acted. Again, mm. it's very, very well voice acted. It's um, the the three that they've got playing these these three roles. Were, it was always going to import, be important that you get the right people to do it. Tanner is still giving me daddy vibes and I love it. But um, it's... It's 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 very important that we we had the right people for it that they they had the right people for it and I'm I am I don't pleased. suppose you know who they've got <laughs> I don't I really don't they have um they have so many they have so many different people so um it's it's tricky it's tricky to say there's um it's um like it's just like a pot of voice actors that they pick from um when where they advertise their bits um I I, I it's great. It's great. These these folks are really, really good. I'm really impressed with them. Um, so, yeah. Uh, fingers crossed we get some inf- more information really, really soon. Um, bef- yeah, let's do the... Let's, let's move on to the question of the week then. So, if you've missed this before, in our Discord, in our Twitter, um, on our Twitter, um, we post um, a, a thing every week where we go... Uh, a question of the week. Um, normally over the weekend, um, asking for... Um, you lovely, lovely listeners to come back to us with some um, uh, bits and pieces of information or things along those lines. And this week, this was right up your alley, Alec. This week's question was um, basically pimp your SRV. If you can add any cosmetic things to your your vehicles in games, because it's a little lacking, what would you like to add? And we'll start with Alec, because he's the first answer that I've got on here. Hmm. I said this last week, I would like everything. I would like furry dice inside my SRV, please. I would like the blue-tinted Tony and Sandra sunstrip across the windscreen. Uh, names customizable, obviously. I would like uh, subwoofers on the back shelf and a graphic equalizer. Show back, uh, throwback to a show many, uh, many episodes back. Um, oh, I'd like a um, a gear knob shaped like an engine piston. Uh, I would like a chrome exhaust extension, a Richard Grant flexi boot spoiler for anyone that remembers those, and obviously alloy hubcaps. And as a special extra bonus, see if anyone can guess which of the above I actually had on my Richard original Grant flexi boot spoiler. Never afforded it. Couldn't afford it. God wanted damn it. it. 
Didn't Ooh. have it. Sandra Sunstrip across the windscreen. <laughs> no, no, I had, no, I had, I had the graphic equalizer and the subwoof, subwoofers. I had a, um, I did have a a black leather um, gear knob with my initials in silver on top. Nice. You you never had a beaded chair. <laughs> no, I didn't have the beaded chair. Speaking of beaded chairs, we had Katiana was next, um, saying beaded seat covers, fluffy steering wheel cover, pine tree shaped air freshener, stick on eyelashes on the headlights. I'm going all in. <laughs> Brilliant. Eyelashes, I'd forgotten those. Ben, do you want to take the next one? Yeah, can do. So, certain gentleman by the name of Tom Cool. Never heard of him. Seeing, yeah, never heard of him. He, he's wanting pastels painted by Beetlejuice painting job. Yes. I could see. I don't know if they could do that, but I could. He see. also said made of Lego paint job and ship kit too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was assuming he's made a Lego paint job. Nope. For it, and uh, no, I think he wants a made of Lego paint job and ship kit. So to make your SRV, make your SRV look, look like, like a Lego the SRVs model. we built at ECM. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, that that Which would be, be kind of neat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I, I. I. I would like it. Do you know what? Frontier, the community would pay a lot of money for any paint job that was made by Beetlejude. You could put it on you could put it on an adder and the community would go nuts for a, a Jude paint job. For adders. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Especially if it was like well, you think see the thing is You'd have to do it for charity. The thing is Jude well Obviously, we'd need like there would need to be a conversation with Jude first. But um, yeah. knowing Jude, it would be like a charity thing. But you can't do a charity thing along those lines because of just the way arcs works and all of that kind of mm. stuff. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But Jude do did add and a trail of raffle tickets streaming from the back, which was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, do you want to take the next one? Uh, yeah, we had uh, Ken Dobson, a drop-down bulldozer blade, just like the Firefly in the original Thunderbird series. Think of the fun you could have with the scavengers. I mean, you're talking about a cadaver scoop, mate. It's, it's patent yeah, pending. Yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> it's a cadaver scoop. Um, yeah, 100%. I mean, like a, like different attachments for it. I mean, you've got the sort of science stuff that they've done for ships. Could you not get, like, crazy science stuff that you could add all over the, uh, all over the SRV? I'm sure, I'm sure we could do that. Or 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 you could have the the sort of spikes like you get on ships but just with already someone impaled on the front by default. <laughs> so Brilliant. Mad, Mad Max. Fury Road. Yeah. Yes. God. Amazing. Actually, there's no reason they couldn't do a what, what do they call it? We've got a reverb kit for ships, haven't we? Mm. There's no reason they couldn't do that for ESRV. That'd look awesome. <laughs> Either um or I guess it's a bit Death Race 2000, isn't it? Is that the film I'm thinking of? Ancient film with people made their cars covered in spikes. I, I just don't know if you want to combine that with the next one that you've got, Alec. <laughs> What's the next one? Shall I read the next one? Mark Gamer. Yep, yep, yep. I would pay arcs for an outdoor barbecue cooking station <laughs> fit on my scale. Don't combine it with the body uh, impaled on the front. <laughs> <laughs> we could then have don't squad. Shame. <laughs> hey, that was last week. We can't do this again, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> we almost made it through the whole show, gang. <laughs> Sorry, Mark Gamer. We could then have squad cookouts on Oxygen Atmos planets. What could go wrong? I like it. An outdoor barbecue <laughs> cooking station on the Scarab. 
I'm just <laughs> thinking it would be a go wrong? I mean it would be a great way of dealing with the zombies if you could just impale them on the front. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> Commander Grockwitz, he says camo paint job for the scorpion, keeping it real. <laughs> yes. Keep keeping it grounded. Do we not have that already? Do we? Do, I don't think we do. Like, I'd love to see a digital camo. Oh, I can't believe I said that out loud. I know, but oh, maybe we don't. Maybe we don't. I um, think we've just got like plain, just... plain straight colours. Yeah. I am checking now. Well, you you check it. I'll go and say what uh, Commander Silas Resi saying. Go for uh, it. Who's, who's wanting furry dice? Who doesn't? And a replacement red alert bulb, obviously. <laughs> Nice. We'll have to change the light bulb. We'll have to change the bulb. Uh, Commander Estrella uh, saying purely cosmetic kits might be fun. Roll cages, toll cables, extra searchlights, sensor dishes, etc. Could honestly do a hazard kit for the Scorpion and a survey kit for the Scarab. Yeah, I kind of like that idea. Yeah, mm. yeah. No. I can't find any. How am I supposed to find it? Like ship kits, yeah. Paint jobs. But the paint jobs, if you want to pick a ship. It literally, hang on, I might have missed it. I found it, don't worry, keep going. going. (laughs) Go on. Commander Judson Crandall, the ability to name, actually, this is a great idea. The ability to name our SRVs would be great. Hell Um, yes. Yes, please. And a lunar Jeep like paint job. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, update for you. They're all just plain colours. So there's it's there's military colours, so like military sand, desert sand, things on that. But it's a, a straight plain colour. There's not like a a camo colour or, or a multicolour at all, which is right. a shame. Mm. Okay. Commander Banana Phoenix says bumper stickers with things like to colonia or bust or eat my space dust <laughs> i really like we that do, we do need bumper stickers don't we? you know I what we also really need I was, like I was, that. I was, a variant on that but we, we we need things like um like clarkson does in top gear we need to be able to paint a word like scunthorpe down the side of our srv and then have it that when the door opens um, <laughs> something is revealed that's highly humorous I don't I don't think I don't think that Frontier would go for that. Probably I can't not. think why. I cannot think why. <laughs> I, I mean I would I would settle for some L plates. <laughs> <laughs> yes. L plates would yeah. be amazing. L plates would be so fun. Just married and a string of tin cans at the back. <laughs> <laughs> Just nonsense. Stabilizers. Who's doing shall I do John Six Shooter? John Six Shooter. Who says uh, a radio? Uh, why not? And tinted windows. Just like I, I love the ones that are so, so real. <laughs> a radio. A radio on tinted windows. Great, great, cool, perfect. An electric aerial. <laughs> For sure. Um, okay, so um, I'll do. I'll, I'll do Will's. <laughs> Will says we've got a few ideas. Um, Youngen suggested a claw attachment to take samples like the Artemis suit. Also, more vehicles to choose from. A crab SRV that has the Artemis attachment for sampling plants because crabs like grabbing things. More and verify and vary paint jobs. I thought of streamers attached to the SRV can be used like ribbon gymnastics. <laughs> Sometimes I copy these without reading them. <laughs> Different tyre types, spike tyres for frozen planets, monster like truck idea. type tyres for rocky places. So 
when I thought about this question and when we thought about this question, I genuinely thought that people would just be talking about cosmetic things. But like the options, even the options to change not cosmetic things, like actually like the physicality of your ship, of, of your SRE to make life easier for you. That would be great. I also want a hovercraft. I, I, I think, I mean, just, just to, before the last one, just to touch on it, I think e- even something like naming the SRV, and, and that in some ways is the simplest, mm-hmm. um, I do see Frontier's problem because the SRV is like a, uh, what is it? It's, it's something you restock. It's like bullets. It's not... It's not a thing we really own, you know, you blow one up and you go to restock and you get another one. So it feels like quite a fundamental change for the game to recognise our SRV as a thing we own and can engineer and swap things out. I mean, we can put paint jobs on them, I suppose, already, so it's not beyond the pale, but it, it, it feels it's, like... It's a custom 3D print with your... Your stuff on it. Or I suppose. Like it, I suppose it is. I suppose it is. It just feels slightly. I can see that it, something like naming the SRV. I can. I can feel that that's slightly uncomfortable fit for the way Frontier have currently modelled an SRV. Yeah. But then you are printing entire ships that have got the name attached to the side of it as well. So you know, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is a possibility. I just like the idea of a, a crab SRV where it just travels sideways, so you're, you're, not, you're not able to move it forward. You're just kind of scuttling from left to right and going, this is really impractical. <laughs> this looked like a great idea, but now I'm feeling really silly. Uh, and I'm trying to complete a time trial. Um, it's <laughs> yeah. The throttle doesn't actually make it go forwards and backwards. The throttle operates the scoop. <laughs> and you've just got to use your laterals to crab left and right. <laughs> you can occasionally do a small leap, and then and then that's it. And only when you're leaping can you actually turn. Yes. <laughs> perfect. Oh, my gosh. It's getting added to the design now. It's a perfect <laughs> SRV. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I tacked on at the end. Um, I think same idea as Katie was saying about the the the, the, the tree air freshener. Um, but I do remember on our old car we had a. It was like a Garfield that yes. looked like it was hanging on the window. Yeah, I know the Garfield. Um, so I, you know something like that, or you know how you get like those claws hanging out of. So it looks like you got like a child's hand hanging out the wind, the car door, or something <laughs> along those lines, or the boot or whatever. Um, but then, yeah, again, like somebody else was mentioning bumper stickers, like. Yeah, I was thinking my other cars are Scorp- Scorpion, Scarab. Um, um, I want, I'd rather than the fluffy dice. I'd rather the chance cubes from Star Wars. Um, oh yeah. But then, then this all basically got me thinking. These are essentially decals and ship art that could also work on our on our main cockpits. So they are. They're <laughs> like bobbleheads, aren't they? Or, yeah. yeah. So why you know why can't we have have the both? Uh, but then I did thinking. You know, well. We could possibly have, you know, like you get cars with neon underlights or something like that. Ooh, or that would look nice. Yeah, or give me bright I mean, I, pink yeah. headlights and things. I neon really headlights and underlights and things, maybe. Yeah, I really wanted. I really was down for um, like underlighting. I thought underlighting would be really, yeah. really fun. We do half have it with the SRV Pulse Orange set, which gives you. Uh, it gives you luminescent orange wheels. Mm. Yeah, let all, all of the pulse ones give it yeah. give it like a um a, a bit of a glow. A, a bit uh, of a glow. 
for yeah. sure. But you know, proper underlighting for on your on your scar well, your your vehicle's arms and under the body and you know, just nice highlights basically. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think um I think we will we will for sure wrap it up there with um regard to the the question of the week. Um folks keep an eye out for it over the weekend it will be on our twitter we also pop it in discord as well where you are where you have limitless space to write but don't write essays please don't write essays if you write an essay i'm not going to read it all (laughs) but yeah um keep an eye out for that i loved it this is like one of my favorite bits of the show it's great um it's like enjoying watching an npc walk into a wall just constantly (laughs) Yeah, my my client and uh, everything's crashing on me today. Actually, Discord's crashed twice, OBS has crashed, and Elite's crashed on me twice now as well. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Maybe maybe your computer's giving you an intervention. I don't know. Um, We don't do interventions here. I think maybe my computer's like, hold on, what game is this? (laughs) Hang on, you've loaded the wrong game, Ben. Um, so we'll move on very quickly to our any other business section. Um, there is a um, a game on the that's coming out on the Epic Store for free. Yes, for free. Um, which is I'm assuming um, it's a free one. Yeah, uh, free free on the Epic Store from the seventh of September to the fourteenth of September. Called Spell Drifter. It combines the puzzle like positional tactics of a turn-based rpg um i've never really played any turn-based games that's a lie <laughs> <laughs> turn-based games are where it's at right now it's uh, it's great i love an rpg rpgs are really fun as long as they're a good thing i was going to give you more information about how i felt about um starfield oh, i'm not going yes. to oh actually i will i will so um again i feel it's I, it's if you go into it in having enjoyed previous Bethesda games and expecting a Bethesda game out of Starfield, you, I think you are going. It's going to meet your expectations. I've spoken to a fair amount of people about this now. Um, it, um, Starfield will meet your expectations if you're going with that mindset. If you're expecting game of the year, I don't think that it qualifies. I don't. I don't think it even holds a torch to some of the other fantastic games that have come out of this year. If you want if you're going in wanting a um if you're going in wanting a space simulator in the same way that you would want a space simulator from um um Elite Dangerous or um 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 what's the other one? What's the other one which Elite Dangerous is always compared to and I can't remember the name of for some strange reason. Star Citizen. Star Citizen. If you want the, the realism of Star Citizen and um Elite Dangerous as far as that's concerned, you ain't getting it with no man's with um uh Starfield. Starfield. You will get more space flight. I've found in the eight eight or so hours that I've played, you get more space flight from playing um, No Man's Sky. Is there? Oh, I mean, I'm guessing. I, I, wow. I think I know the answer to this. Is would there be, for example, any point playing Starfield with a Hotess? I don't believe so. Yeah, right. I thought so. Yeah. I. Would it, it be would it be fair to compare it to sort of like Skyrim in space? Hundred percent, absolutely. I would say Skyrim and space is a background character. Okay. Um, Skyrim, and it just so happens to be situational in space. Um, the stuff that I've done so far could all be done on the same planet. It doesn't make it make a difference mm-hmm. that you that you go through space and you have to travel through areas. Now, whether there is um, whether as everyone's saying, like um, when you finish the it. 
it opens up a bit more when you finish the the story. Um, so it gets good after the story is finished. Um, from Wait, another another thing that I've said, when you move away from the main quest line, you as long as you've completed the main quest line, then then it gets good. That that to me isn't that to me isn't the kind of game that I'm after. Um, it's it's I I haven't I have enjoyed the in its in its defense i've enjoyed some of the bits that i've played it when i wasn't taking it as seriously yesterday i enjoyed it a lot more than when i went into it seriously on friday and was it was expecting a different a different game um if you want an rpg with interesting story and you have any sort of um any sort of at all interest in like a fantasy ses- setting although there is space in in that as well but if you have any interest in a fantasy setting um that may that gives you more options and has more engaging characters i would recommend i was recommending Baldur's gate 3 to people after the same amount of after less time than i spent in starfield and my recommendation for starfield is if you can get a month of xbox game pass and play it on that i've got two questions if you yeah very quickly for sure One I know we've run a bit over great, tonight. Yeah. One of the best things that I've loved about Baldur's Gate 3 is the fact that the voice actors also did mocap for their characters. Mm-hmm. Does Starfield's... Nope. Okay, so it's, it's, it's all animated. It's, it's, it's animated through AI with interpretation of the voice motion. It's very good as far as that, but characters just stare at you blankly. Right. Um, in the same way that they do, in, from my understanding, in most Beth- in um, all Bethesda games. Okay. It, unwavering eye contact. Okay, and the other th- question that I'd have is, I've always felt that the first month of any Bethesda RPG has been a buggy mess that you can barely play. How does this compare? It doesn't feel super buggy. I've seen TikToks and shorts of people experiencing bugs. Um, I like. Um, I. 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 I I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm. I'm enjoying it, but um, given a choice, I would play. I would place. I would play Baldur's Gate as opposed yeah, whereas, to Starfield, you know, or I would load up Elite or No Man's Sky, <laughs> um, knowing that I had something else to, to set space itch. Although yeah. I'm kind of interested to see where this one character story goes <laughs> and that's kind of that's the 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 one thing that's leading me and i was watching bognogus play earlier and he's having a, a romance with a different character <laughs> and, um he's really enjoying that sort of that kind of thing so yeah it'd be it'd be it's gonna be At least um, it's playable it's playable and if you enjoy bethesda games if you've been looking forward to this if you've already bought it i think you're going to enjoy it I genuinely do believe that you're going, enjoy, going to enjoy it, but it isn't going to scratch the same itch that Elite Dangerous scratches or that Star Citizen scratches or that No Man's Sky even um, even scratches or can deliver might, Mars or things like that. The Fallout scratch or something like that. Oh, you might in, you might enjoy it if you like um, if you like uh, Sky if you played Skyrim and you were like, yeah, but what if this was a little bit more sci-fi? And that's kind of that's kind of the vibes that I get from it. Um, I don't think it's going to. It, it, it's just, it, it, I don't. I don't think it's a. It's a killer of any other game um, by any stretch of the imagination. It's certainly not um, for me. It's certainly not a game of the year contender. Um, I'll certainly navigate a planet, and for that reason, I'm out <laughs> for sure. Um, unless anyone else has got anything that they would like to bring up, 
Excellent. We shall move on to our shout outs. Our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, broadcasts on Thursdays from 8.30pm. You can tune in at twitch.tv slash Hutton Orbital Truckers or for just the audio at radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash Elite Dangerous CQC. We're also giving shout outs to the following Elite Pro- Dangerous podcasts which have appeared over the last year or our standard regular contributors. Um, the Guard Frequency, who do other space games, so they're probably going to talk about Starfield as well, and Loose Screws. Following this, I'm assuming we do have the latest Gallant News Digesters provided by Commander Wotherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. We do. Um, fantastic. Thank you to those who have chipped in on Twitch chat, you absolute legends, and our in-game commanders. Who have we seen in-game? We have had uh, JCB Digger, we have had uh, Siberius, we have had Baron uh, Tentus, and I don't know, have you had someone else as well, Ben? No, I think that's uh, Siberius is the main person who's been yeah. flying around with us, I know. Fantastic. Oh, I did have something else that I wanted to say. Hey, if you like fantasy games and Dungeons and Dragons and all of that, Roll for Adventures back on Sunday. Anyway... <laughs> That's on my channel. Um, so um, special thanks to Commander Tacoso, JN Trax and Alan Stroud, who created the music used on the show. That is it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you would like to get in touch with the show, then you can find contact links in the home contact us menu of the laveradio.com website. Do let us know if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 UK time and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. Thank you to Alec. Thank you, Claire. I won't be here next week. I'm going off into the woods to carve a chair. Incredible. Thank you to Ben. Thank you, Claire. I'm not going into the woods. I mean, I I thought we just went down by the river. (laughs) And thank you so much to today's tech specialist and my general bestie who will literally do anything if I tell him to do it. (laughs) The the wonderful Chris Markfour. You're welcome. Alec, just make sure that what you're carving is in fact a log and not a deer. And not a deer. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, can you make sure that that happens? Hi, my name's my name's Psychic or Claire. Um, I love you very much. This has been an absolute blast when I didn't realise that I was going to be hosting today. So, um, yeah, thank you guys. Until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous.
Ah, oh, damn it. No worries, guys. Hold the fort for two seconds. I'll be right back. Galnet News Digest, 5th of September 3309. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, the Thargoid Whisperer admits it was she who leaked a private Aegis conversation. The friendly Thargoids are gone. Rackham is under active investigation, and the first two Imperial statues have been announced. Plus, the new smarter limpets can save you time and a bounty. It was former Azimuth test subject D2 who released the conversation between Aegis leader Alba Tezro and Aidan Tanner last week, and she says she did it to prove that Aegis has been open and honest. In the conversation, which took place nearly two months ago, the Aegis staffers discussed how best to release the news that the Thargoids have been abducting millions of living humans and storing them in pods aboard their Titan motherships. Syojin A says she released the recordings without permission, but with the intention of protecting Aegis from those who seek to denigrate its motives. During the conversations, Sho can be heard interrupting to explain that these stored humans will be in some way essential to the Thargoids for the next phase of war. Aidan Tanner is believed to be developing a plan to recover those who have been abducted. From what is known, it seems likely that Aegis will rely on pilots to fly into the maelstrom and force the Titans to release the pods, or human beans, as they might be described. It is unclear when pilots might be asked to undertake this work, or if any additional equipment will be released by Aegis to make it easier to accomplish. The friendly Thargoid interdiction that pointed the way to the ancient Thargoid Guardian battleground in Rigo BU-YB2-0 may have been a one-off fluke, according to Aegis. Thargoids have been intermittently present in the surrounding systems for a couple of weeks, but actually seeing one has been next to impossible, as they've seemed to be extremely shy. And now, they've gone completely with some commentators questioning whether they were ever there at all. Peace activist Dev Venkatesh said he was disappointed that we've lost an opportunity to communicate with non-hostile Thargoids, but at the same time he was pleased that the Thargoids chose to withdraw rather than fight. The Holloway Bioscience Institute's Dr. Yonghui Shin described the apparent Thargoid retreat as highly unusual, speculating that they may have been interrupted in some secret activity by the presence of so many human sightseers. True to their word, the Federal Times has hired a detective agency to try to prove that independent presidential candidate Zachary Rackham made his fortune through piracy. And they've gone straight to someone who knows. Tarja Gavaris was, in 3305, Rackham Capital Investments' chief financial officer, 
It seems likely that she attempted to organise a hostile takeover of the corporation, but was dissuaded through Rackham's use of blackmail. Ironically, he threatened to expose her as a former pirate. The World Glass Detective Agency has reportedly already tracked Gavaris down and will be interested to know what information she has on Rackham. Journalist biomaker LaFosse could barely conceal his excitement. He hopes that Rackham can be implicated in funding the attempted coup against Archon Delane in May last year. By contrast, Rackham's running mate Harlan Turk has the support of populist ice casters when he claims the Times is breaching impartiality rules during the extended election run-up. Despite Rackham's wild promises of wealth for all, he remains an outsider, with the law and order candidate, Republican Jerome Archer, and shadow president Felicia Winters of the Liberal Party far more likely to win the contest whenever President Hudson allows it to take place. Capital and Topaz will gain new public art as a result of the hugely successful appeal for raw materials last week. And there's a promise of more triumphalist artwork to follow. The first two statues will be Emperor Arissa Lavinia Duval, who will become the centrepiece of the Imperial Palace's central plaza, and Lady Florence Lavinia, who will be placed in the main square of the Topaz metropolis, alongside the modernist representation of her lover and betrothed, the late Emperor Hengist, which is said to watch over the people of the Empire like a highly polished rectangular caretaker. It's unclear whether the statue of Lady Florence will be a minimally decorated lump of granite in keeping with the late Emperor's likeness, or if the gold, jadeite and platinum collected will be used to create something slightly more ostentatious. The new, smarter limpets that have recently replaced the old, dumb sort after Manticore applied a firmware fix are now far less likely to thud uselessly into a planetary surface. And rather handily, drones guarding cargo or materials on a planetary surface don't seem to notice them. So now you can steal that cargo without ever having to worry about a trespass warning. And if you're visiting Dav's Hope, not for the atmosphere, but just to collect materials, you no longer even need to land. Just drop some drones and clean up in seconds. Repeatedly. Okay with that? And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. (laughs) 